Welcome back, everybody, to the CNC Replay. I'm your host, Noel. I'm Corey. And, man, I, I feel like we haven't been on in quite some time. Like, we, I don't it's know. It's been if, two weeks, but. Right. We've lived a lot of life in those two weeks. Yeah. Can you hear we me saw okay? each other in person. Yeah, you're fine. Okay. I cool. can hear you fine. I hope other right. people can hear you fine. Well, we will see. But we've lived a lot of life in these two weeks. Yes. I Well, you have specifically. But we saw each other in person. That was yes, super exciting. We did. We did. We, we saw all the podcast group. Yeah. I don't know if the general public knows that we refer to ourselves as that. Uh, I didn't say anything. <laughs> what did I but say? the podcast group all saw each other. So like the groans, you... Chris and his wife, Marielle, we love you. Brecken and Delaney. Good time. And, we, and we didn't record. We were all together and we didn't record. Uh... Correct. Oh, that's so this funny. is true. I thought about that, and it was, but like, I think it was good because we were, I, we only had such a short period of time with everybody together. So, yeah, it was good to just have time. Like, you and I got in the car, and I think about a half hour, and I was like, we didn't record anything. <laughs> Oops. Honestly, we should have just done it in the car. We probably could have. How would we were that... having good discussion, though. It yes. would have just, it would have been chaos. I wouldn't have been able to focus. Everything would have been derailed too quickly. Yeah, it wouldn't have been good. Not great, Bob. but it was. It was a fun time. Apparently, Detroit is closed on Mondays. Holy um, smokes, dude! But do you want to tell the fun story that we had? That uh, has to do with sports, so we kind of can lead back into our life. Oh yeah, okay. So like, it's kind of weird because this group has been somewhat associated with Detroit sport. I worked for the Tigers. I worked for the Red mm-hmm. Wings. Um, I guess loosely with the Red Wings specifically, I worked directly with the Tigers. Um, so like we kind of knew our way around like the different facilities and then Brecken. And Brecken. Yeah. Yes. For both. Bre- she, oh yeah. I guess, I guess I forgot that she interned for both. She should go back. I don't know why she didn't, but um, so we have like a, a very good understanding of the facilities there. So we go, we're going downtown, try to go to the team store. Um, uh, at Little Caesars Arena, and it's closed, even though like it says it should be open. So mm-hmm. we're like another thing that's closed. So then we're walking around, and like I'm trying to get inside the building. Everyone's like, "Corey, we'll just come back later." Blah 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 blah. And I'm like, "No." We I'm didn't say it. that. It was literally you were trying to get a security guard to come and open the revolving door for you, and Correct. we were like, "Let's not bother the people in the Google Suite who probably have no idea what's happening with the team store." You know what? You got to try and try and try again and- until. Until we did. Until. <laughs> Until we did. Uh, the market uh, square mm-hmm. spot. This, it was a district market, I think. District market, yes. That yeah. is that was open, and there was no like, like, I guess like cover from like inside the arena. So Chris and I just like walk into Little Caesars right. Arena. If you've never been to Little Caesars Arena, District Market has a door to the outside, like outside Woodward, like that's where the entrance is, and you can go in and have lunch and stuff. But it also leads into the concourse of Little Caesars. So like it's you walk you can walk through it into Little Caesars if you want to. And the gates weren't down between the concourse and the restaurant. Correct. So these two just decided to wander on in wherever they could. <laughs> yes. So Chris takes a picture of uh, Little Caesars Arena before the ice is laid. So like all the mm-hmm. paint is down and what it's really cool. It's like it, the Jumbotron looks a lot bigger when it's not on, which is kind of weird. 
Um, mm-hmm. It looks, it was just massive. And like the ice wasn't down. So like, hey, pretty cool moment. And then we walk around, we go to the bathroom and then we're walking back so we don't get kicked out. But like no one is stopping us. And there's like definitely people inside. They're just like, mm-hmm. oh, whatever. What the heck? Um, and Chris's philosophy is just walk with confidence anywhere you go. Correct. Absolutely. And so like we're, we were doing just that. And then we see a couple of badged employees come out of the mm-hmm. what's what's the market market square is what it's called i think so i can't remember i, I don't yeah. remember where you guys were so i have no idea right so we see these people come out of market square we're like hey like why is the team store not open and then they're like why are you gonna buy some stuff and it's like well we wanted to le- at least look like we're all from out of town and like blah 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 and then so the one guy is cough, like kind of Cough, cough, kind of. And then the one guy is, like, all about it. And he's like, oh, like, we'll just get someone to come in there and open it up for you. Like, how much money yeah. are you going to spend? He was he was somebody who was probably in, like, his mid to late 40s, jacked, oh, wearing a short sleeve massive. t-shirt. Massive human being. Wearing a white short sleeve button-down t-shirt that, like, was ripping at the seams. His biceps were so large. And he was just, like... Very bolsterous personality. You can tell he was in some sort of like either sales or like PR, not P, maybe not PR, but like one of the not execs, but like higher up office people that like schmoozes. Like that's sure. the kind of vibe that he gave off. So, so like Chris and Corey are like flagging because all of the the rest of us were hanging out in the in the market. Still, we were like, we're not if we're getting kicked out. We're just gonna wait by the door so we don't have to walk far. Um, and then they, Chris and Corey, like, like wave us over, like, come on, come on, like, we're going to get in. And so, go ahead. So, we get into the team store, which is, like, completely under renovation because they're just trying to get ready for the season. Well, first of all, he, like, calls the guy and the team store. He's like, hey, where are you? Like, what's happening? Remember, like, he was on the phone. Yeah. He called them from when we were from where we were standing. It was like, yeah, I'll just walk you guys over. That's fine. We'll just walk you over and, like, get you inside. It was, like, unreal because, like, it wasn't even, like, that we asked, like, hey, open the team store for us. We're just, like, hey, why isn't it open? And, like, yeah. and like usually that's, like, ah, oh, because blah, 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 blah. And, like, right. then it, you leave it at that. But, no, they literally let us into the team store. And it was crazy because they were, like, flipping everything over from the off season. So they mm-hmm. literally had, like, just an overhaul of stuff that was there, including the Authentics, yeah. like, like, wing of, like, all, like, the old, like, team-issued and, like, team-game-worn mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so we're looking through this stuff, and we just find obscene deals. Like, they yes. had just, like, racks on racks of, like, Pistons team-issued, like, hoodies, sweatpants, shooter shirts for, like, half off of everything else that they're trying to sell in the store, which makes yeah. zero sense at all. Yeah, I got a sick, like, a sick crew deck. Like, cream crew neck, who, it looked well, like, it was fully well designed, it was beautiful, in a large, so it's really big on me, but $37. Anywhere else, anywhere else, that would have been 75, 80 bucks. Oh, easy. Easy. And it just made no sense. I got, like, a heavy, like, Pistons, like, shooter shirt, like, t-shirt, it was Nike, Mm -hmm. and, like, had, like, a nice, like, uh, like, trim up the side. That thing was 24 bucks. I was, like, you're just begging me to take this and buy this. Right. Like, this is a, I'll wear this shirt every single day of my life if I have to. So like just obscene deals. And then we convinced Brecken <laughs> uh, to buy a team issued Giovanni Smith jersey for $300. <laughs> 
it was partially her birthday present. We all chipped in, so it, she didn't actually end up paying the full three hundred. Sure, but like, and we're like doing like all this convincing because Jimmy Smith's her favorite player, and like this jersey was made for him, and it's right. like. It's like even if he like gets traded or cut, like you still love Giovanni Smith. Like you're like it's not like one of right. those things where like because he's like, on the team, she loves him. It's she loves Giovanni Smith, just period. Correct. So yeah, we we basically bullied her into buying it. So like we went from okay, we're not going to spend any money to somebody or over half the group buying one thing. Yeah, and we were in the store for probably like forty five minutes. I mean, we did spend $400 there. So, that like, is true. They opened the store for like a half hour-ish. Made 400 bucks. I think that, that's okay. Yeah, you know what? We should have stayed longer. I should have convinced them to cut me a deal on some stuff. I don't know. I don't know. Should have done it. But that's our story. That's what we were doing instead of recording. And we all got a little bit more uh, uh, CNC replay content swag. It was a good time. It was a great time. It was absolutely a great night. time. Night swimming? Haven't done that in forever, and it was wonderful. Oh, that pool was so cold. It, you were so dramatic. It was not that cold. I was shivering. Like, I, was, I wasn't... I was It was bad. I got <laughs> okay. over it. Yeah, I know. You figured it out. But literally nobody else thought that pool was cold. I was freezing. I don't know what I don't know what happened. It's probably because I was, like, like, on my, like, fifth day in a row of no sleep. So... <laughs> yeah. Well... And I was just, my body was, my body was just shutting down. So, yeah. And then we were up to two in the morning anyways, so. We were up to two in the morning anyway. But guess what, Noel? What? This is a Detroit sports podcast. We're going to talk about Detroit sports. Yeah, we are. Not just the team stores. Ab-so-frickin-lutely. And to save my sanity... As is We're going to start with the Lions. We're going to start with somebody that isn't the Tiger. So, um, Hard Knocks has been going on. Training camp has been, or preseason is coming to a close. Regular season is coming up uh, to uh, a full swing. And football is back. So, like, college football started. Like, mm-hmm. week zero was two weeks ago. This is the first full weekend of college football, which is great. And now everybody's super excited for the pros as well. Mm-hmm. And we've seen... You know, we've seen rosters trimmed down. We've seen roster turnover, surprising cuts around the league. And I think, like, you wouldn't – no one really usually cares about uh, – that's a, that's a generalization. People don't care very much about, okay, where's my, where's my third string wide receiver in the slot? Like, where's my backup quarterback? Like – no one usually cares. Watching hard knocks makes you care about this position battle, I think, a lot more. Or at least heightens it. Um, so the Lions, it, it was very much noted throughout all of hard knocks and into training camp, only carried three quarterbacks. Jared Goff, uh, Tim Boyle, and David Blau. Uh, both Blau and Boyle had been there for at least a season um, and were battling for who's going to be the backup. Or just mm-hmm. like, and who's going to be the third string? Or at least we thought. So, first preseason game, we saw what we saw. We talked about that. Second preseason game, um, we saw a, a bit of a better performance from Blau and a little bit more disappointing performance from Tim Boyle. Third preseason game, 
was so bad that Dan Campbell couldn't even talk about the performance of his quarterbacks in that in that game. Do you want his exact quote in the I press conference after? Say his exact quote, please. Yeah. So he was asked, like, how is the quarterback, just backup quarterback decision coming? And he goes, here's what I have to say. I think it it became very clear. I think we got things answered, and I would leave it at that. That is all he said. And that is, like, as close to actually negative about a specific player and or players he has ever gotten. Which is very interesting. Yikes. Yeah. Very, very much yikes. So... <laughs> Dan Campbell's a pretty positive guy. He wears his mm-hmm. heart on his sleeve. I think his players appreciate that. That was very un-Dan Campbell-like, as you just had mm-hmm. said. The collective, the collective thought was a big old yikes from right. that soundbite. And I think everybody on Lions Twitter, they were kind of, I wouldn't say, no one was up in arms, but they're like, uh, yeah. If Goff gets hurt, which we've gotten to the point where we're saying if Jared Goff gets hurt, we're in trouble. Like we're like, right. oh, we this this quarterback battle was so bad that we are excited to see Jared Goff play. I mean, that's kind of right. A shot. Uh, I I actually genuinely am fairly interested. Not, I don't want to say excited. I think Goff curious. is going to. Yes, I'm curious. curious. I think Goff could be very serviceable, if not mm-hmm. good. Uh, because I think you've seen in Hard Knocks, if you've been watching, the confidence that has been building in him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's made some really pretty throws. As there was a shot in, I, I guess, his his Hard Knocks debut, and it was uh, tuning into that coach-free practice. Um, that 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 was probably the prettiest ball in the whole in the whole series. Mm. I mean, it was beautiful. Just dropped it, perfect right into the arms of the receiver corner of the end zone. It was awesome. It was absolutely awesome. Great sound bite from Jared Goff, too. I can't repeat it because it has the swears. But um, <laughs> uh, regardless, this quarterback battle ended poorly. If you watched the if you watched the Pittsburgh game, uh, you could have seen very much enough. And we get to the 53-man cuts. And uh, Tim Boyle was cut. Um, I think a couple days before the final roster was announced. And then David Blau had made the 53-man roster um, mm-hmm. alongside. I, I'm trying to think of some other cuts. Jared Davis didn't make it. Um, that guy can't tackle, which is really sad because he's like a former like first-round pick. So, woof. Yikes. Um, and uh, there, was, there was the Pimpleton. He was a hard knocks. Uh, he was a hard knocks uh, uh, fan favorite. Super fast. He didn't make the team either. Um, but the focus obviously has been on the quarterback. So I just I thought it was very interesting that Blau had made the initial cuts, and then like three days later mm. he gets cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, and He's then like, they get yeah. And then they go and get Sudfeld. So and, and to me, everybody was saying Tim Boyle, David Blau, they're horrible. I watched both of those guys play live. I've watched David Blau play for the Lions in the past. I don't – I mean, they're not good for sure. They are not good. 
That's, there's a reason why they are backup quarterbacks in this league. I, I think David Blau can make some plays happen. At his first his first ever pass in a Detroit Lions uniform was on Thanksgiving, and he threw like a 70-yard touchdown. Or maybe not a touchdown, but it was like a 70-yard completion. Um, like, David Blau is serviceable. And we saw Tim Boyle last year cut, get called into action when Goff was hurt. Tim Boyle could not. Uh, like, Goff was horrible last year. I don't know how. It was almost impressive about how worse Tim Boyle was at that position. Like, mind-numbingly bad. Understand the move to cut Tim Boyle. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to keep David Blau as a third string quarterback, but they got rid of him too. They must have just they must have been thinking like his his development had leveled out. Um, but he was pretty much immediately signed to somebody's practice squad. Even to sign on your practice squad, do something like that. Because now he's now he's on the Vikings practice squad too. Hmm. So uh, like practice squad players aren't, you know anything to sneeze about, but I'm just saying we had a quarterback in our quarterback room played our entire camp that had played and had known the system was there longer than both of your quarterbacks in Jared Goff and Tim Boyle um, makes the initial roster. And then you cut him. He gets immediately picked up and then you get a guy who you hadn't seen all camp. And now he's your only other option at quarterback. Right. But, the plot thickens because Tim Boyle was signed to their practice squad today. Why? That that's that's a really that is something I don't really get about about if any of like the roster moves from training camp. I don't understand the quarterback thing. Everybody's saying, "Oh, these guys suck." Okay, I think Blau sucked less, and Blau has been here and he's been serviceable, and he needs to, and. To be a third-string quarterback, to at least have a guy that knows the system instead of bringing in another guy to try to run the offense, I I just don't get it. And Sudfield wasn't that great either. His When he was called into action last year, didn't perform well for San Francisco. Um, if you're looking for – if you're looking strictly for performance-based in these preseason games, why wouldn't you have gone after uh, this Jets – quarterback he kind of popped off but he he got cut because they just i mean they got wilson flacco and i think some something else um but steve or chris uh striebler he balled out in the preseason and he got cut <laughs> and then he got signed to the bracket why not sign that guy if you're looking if you're looking for performance based go after somebody like that who had success in the preseason 27 years old same, I think relatively the same age as Blau, but if you weren't, if you cut these two players based off of their performance in training camp and in the preseason, why not go after a guy that was successful in the preseason? I don't know. I don't either. So that's that, that's the I don't I don't I don't want to say conflicting, but that that's the biggest shakeup from the roster because I, I think basically everybody was set in stone. I We've said this from the beginning of camp. The wide receiving room looks much better than it did last year. 
Josh Reynolds has a lot of chemistry with Goff, one of his favorite targets. That's good. Hawkinson is back. He's healthy. Um, the offensive line performed well. They just, uh, Tavai, uh, no, no, no. Vitae? Yeah, Vitae went on IR today. Um, mm-hmm. so we'll He'll miss the how, first four games. Yeah, so we'll see. Least. we'll see how that impacts. I think the running backs are very deep on this team. Um, that'll go hand-in-hand hand with their strengths on offense, being the offensive line, the run game. Um, and then Amon Ra, St. Brown, is uh, a psychopath. Um, and he will be playing like a man possessed this year. I'm very high on my man Amon Ra because, A, his name is sweet, but, B, he can <laughs> name you all 32 of the wide receivers taken before him in the draft or some crazy number. I don't know. I don't know. 32 sounds like a lot, but he can name every single player that was taken before him at the wide receiver mm-hmm. position. So, uh, yes, motivation. We like that. Personal motivation. We like that even more. Um mm-hmm. But training camp comes to close. Those are my thoughts. Noel, what are you thinking? I, because I haven't been watching Hard Knocks because I don't have money um, or HBO access, I don't have, like, all of the in-depth knowledge of how everything's going that way, and I haven't had a chance to watch, like, the preseason games and stuff. So I... I think I'm going into this season with <laughs> with low expectations. Uh, I think any wise Lions fan will be. Um, trying not to let the hype of everything go to my head and go to my wants for this team. Um, that being said, I am very attached to the story of this team. I'm very attached to the players on this team. Um even some of like the clips and like the TikTok stuff they've been doing and like Jamal Williams being Jamal Williams, like all of that sort of like personality adage to a team makes them so much more fun than they have been um, and makes us want to root for them all that much more. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm looking forward to. I want to see the, I'm hoping for a no quit attitude from this team. I, I feel like we got that. a glimpse of that. Yeah. I think we got a glimpse of it last season. I think obviously Campbell was still trying to get his feet set and the team was still trying to figure out everything. Um, but it felt like that a little bit where they, they had the, um, the, the heart and the grit and the hustle and all those really like fun buzzwords. Um, they had all of that last season to kind of a minor, more minor degree just because everybody was figuring everything out. So I think this first full season of having systems in place is going to be really interesting to watch that unfold. Um, And hopefully that will lead to better standings, more growth, et cetera. Yeah, I agree. And I think what we need, the the word of the season is improvement. Yes. Absolutely. Stafford's last year, the team was uninspired and bad. Mm-hmm. Campbell's first year, Goff's first year, the team was bad, worse, untalented, <laughs> but they didn't quit. Yeah. And, 
and you could say, Corey, we've been saying this for years. It's a moral victory, blah, 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 blah. Okay, well, going into that season, did you think that they were going to be good? No, no one thought they were going to be good. Everybody thought they were going to suck. They sucked. They were bad. They were the worst team in the NFL for the majority of the season. And lo and behold, you saw something. You saw a bit more fight out of them. So at the very least, they were competitive. They were in games. They just shot themselves in the foot because there was SOL and they were bad. Right. We just need to see less of the bad now. Mm-hmm. We can't take a step backwards. If uh, An absolute win would be improvement, somewhere close to 500, and meaningful games throughout the season. Like if they had like some sort of snake-bitten year where they played in a bunch of one-score games and they looked much better, they looked much more talented – Okay, I'd be happy. An absolute slam dunk, I think, would be nine and eight this year. That would be knock it out of the park. The absolute ceiling of what this team could be would be nine and eight. Okay. Um, yeah. Just because I, I mean, the defense, I think, still needs some help. Um, the offense, I think, could be really good. And sorry, my uh, washer is going off. I can't really help that. Um, so you're going to hear this in uh, my little dialogue here because um, there's still holes. There's still issues. I think the offense is going to take a big step forward um, and the running game and the ability to run in the NFL. If the Lions somehow, some way have a lead in the fourth quarter, they might be able to keep it because they can keep pounding the ball on the ground and chewing off that clock. Um, mm-hmm. So that's what I'm looking forward to. I think, Nine and eight is the absolute ceiling. What do I think they'll get to? I don't know, but we are going to discuss this because we're going to go through the schedule right now to see where our beloved Lions will finish throughout the year. So let's do it. One and th- one and two in the preseason. Those games don't matter. We don't care. Regular season, September 11th, opening up at home against the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are a four-point favorite. Everyone is expecting the Eagles to win this game, and I don't see it. Like mm-hmm. Everyone's like, oh, they're going to start 0-1. I'm like, after all of this momentum, all of this hype, yes, the Eagles were a playoff team last year. Yes, they're a trendy pick to win the East, but you don't think that the Lions are going to be chomping at the bit after having all of this excitement around them? I, you think they're going to come out hot and then somehow fade throughout the season in terms of like wins? N- not necessarily. I think they could. I think they could make some noise early on. I don't think this Eagles game is as much of a slam dunk as the rest of the NFL thinks. I think the Lions okay, could fair. very well win this game. I think they could start the season out one and zero, and that would be absolutely massive for them. Mm-hmm. But um, and then I think the Eagles are talented. Jalen Hurts, I think, is an underrated quarterback. But still, I just, like, I think the Lions would be able to figure out a way to pull this game off, especially at home. First game at home, I feel like there's a lot of advantage to the Lions instead of mm-hmm. having to open up the season on the road. Um, how full How full do you think opening day, opening game is going to be? Sell out. Sell okay. out. Easy. The, the Lions' first preseason game was like 40,000 fans. Wow. Okay. I didn't know that. Week two, another home game against the Washington Commanders. The Commanders stink. 
There's no <laughs> the line is even right now. Um, I think the Lions win that game as well. Okay. Uh, There's well, two. Yes. Well, I think one and a possible. Correct. This is just gut feeling right now. Lions then go to Minnesota. Minnesota opens as a six and a half point favorite. They're going to lose that game. They will lose. <laughs> it just too much I feel firepower. Like they never do well against the Vikings, just not, generally. So not in Minnesota. No. Right. Yeah. Not away. Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Kirk Cousins—they're just too explosive. And then Minnesota might have been the most unlucky team last year. I think they had the most uh, uh, single possession losses in the NFL. Um, so, oh, no. so we got one and two. Then the Lions have the Seahawks at home, where the Lions open as a one-point favorite. Their first favored game of the year. The Seahawks hmm. are horrible. Mm-hmm. They are horrible. Geno Smith or Drew Locke will start at quarterback for this team. They don't have uh, a solidified running back right now. They do have Kenneth Walker from Michigan State. I think he's going to be pretty good. They have DK Metcalf, who is an absolute freak of nature, but um, defense was bad last year. Offense is not going to be the same without Russell Wilson. I, they're <laughs> going to. They, I think they'll win that game. So we're we're starting good. We're three we're three and one. That's where. We get some excitement. Then we go to New England. That's where everything comes crashing down. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. New England, New England is a six and a half point favorite. Um, I, I just think New England will be New England. They'll figure out a way. And mm-hmm. I, I don't want to say like this is that'll be like, like the Lions will be exposed. You will see. The, what do I want to say? The I mean the Patriots will be better coach team. Not like Fair. that the Lions. Not that the Lions are like, like oh they don't know how to play the game of football. But it's like, Bill Belichick. Like, mm-hmm. there's there's gonna. You be think some- that one's gonna come down more to strategy than skill? Yeah, I think so. Especially since uh, they have Mac Jones in his in his second year, mm-hmm. who is like the ultimate ultimate Patriots quarterback. Right. To run that offense, everybody thinks that their their talent is very bad in New England, but it doesn't matter. They, they'll they'll always be competitive. They'll rattle off some wins. They'll be good. Don't matter. I'm not concerned about New England. I am concerned mm-hmm. about for the Lions. Lions got to go then the next week and play the Cowboys in Jerry Dome. Dallas is a seven point favorite. I think I think the Cowboys beat them pretty handedly. Although the Cowboys are interesting because they lose <laughs> games. They lose games that they shouldn't. All the time. So, so do the Lions. So it might just work in their favor. Yes, but it's different because we're the Lions, not the Cowboys. I guess not, that's true. Not America's team. Um, <laughs> whatever. They're going to lose that game. Uh, mm-hmm. This this Dolphins game is very interesting. It depends on how good Tua is. they got a mm-hmm. lot of firepower. They got a first-year head coach who I I really like. I think that was uh, one of the best head coaching hires of the year. Um, the Dolphins are a three and a half point favorite. I'm going to say the Lions lose that game, but they cover. Okay. So that'll be like a that'll be a close game. That's going to be one of those heartbreaker games, like a game that they should have won, but they just they just didn't. they don't they don't. Um, yeah. That's a Sunday game. Uh, next week, Packers come into town. Packers are six-point uh, favorite. 
Oddly enough, this is the game that the Lions lose against the Packers, but I do think they will beat the Packers mm-hmm. in, I guess it would be 2023 at that point. Um, Lions lose that game. Aaron Rodgers just picks apart this team. It's so annoying. Lions go to Chicago, where the Bears are a two-point favorite. That's surprising. I think a lot of people are getting high on Justin Fields. I think he'll be pretty good. Um Lots of praise from NFL people for Justin Fields, but he does not have anybody to throw the ball to. He doesn't have any protection. Um, mm-hmm. I think the I think the Lions win. That's a road game that they win. I think that's their first road win of the year. So what what's our what's the record at right now? Lot, uh, Eagles oh, win. Gosh, I've not been keeping math. <laughs> so Eagles win. Commanders win. Vikings loss. Seahawks win. Patriots loss, Cowboys loss, Dolphins loss, Packers loss, and then Bears win. Four three, or three four? Yes, three four. I think three four is what we're at. Unless we don't know how to count, then the Lions go. Uh, it might to... be. We don't know how to count because that week nine is eight games, right? Because we have the bye week in there. Not yet. So it should be. We should have a. We should. It should be a. It, I think it's three five. Okay. Three wins, five losses. Okay. Well, wait, ho, 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 ho. Eagles, Commanders, Seahawks, those are wins. So three. Right. Vikings, Patriots, Cowboys, Dolphins, Packers, those are losses. Did we miss one? One. Holy cow, this is horrible. <laughs> this is so bad. Oh, uh, we good. don't know how to count. <laughs> okay. <sighs> Three wins. You just up to the bears. Yeah, three wins. Up to the Bears. Up to the Bears. There's three wins. Vikings one. Patriots two. Cowboys three. Dolphins four. Packers five. So three and five with the Bears yes. win. That's four and five. Okay. That's where four we were five. at. Four and five. Four and five. Okay. I was almost right. Lions, Lions at Giants. Giants are a two point favorite. Giants are gonna win that game. Lions don't play well on the road. Okay. Thanksgiving Day, Lions, Bills. They're going to get the break speed off of them. Josh Allen is going to have a field day. Buffalo yeah. is a nine-point favorite. I think they cover. Holy easily. cow. Wow. I think they cover easily. Jaguars come into town after Thanksgiving. That's a win for the Lions. They are one-and-a-half-point favorite. Just they're very not-talented roster. I'll speed this up, too. Vikings come into town. That's the top. There's a couple games that are toss up. Oh, can you hear? There you are. All right, my my. Sorry, everybody. My microphone decides to work and then doesn't work all the time. Okay, what did you last make hear? Make a note for Ben. Um, the last thing you said was uh You were in the middle of saying toss up for the Vikings. Okay, toss up for the Vikings. Uh, I think that is a game they win. The Lions are a home dog late into the season. Um, and a little betting tip that I heard from some people that is a very successful uh, bet. 60% of the time when there is a division game late in the season, second half of the year, and the home team is an underdog, you take the home Interesting. Team. 60% yeah. of the time it works. Hmm. So good odds. Then the Lions go to New York. To play the Jets. So two road games in the same stadium. That's interesting. Wow. They go to 
wow, that's so weird. <laughs> but regardless, uh, Lions, Jets, Jets are bad. I think I think the Lions win that game on the road, which is crazy. Uh, then the Lions go to Carolina late in the season, Christmas Eve, Saturday game. Carolina's a three-point favorite. Lions lose. Panthers win. Bears come into town on New Year's Day. Lions are one-and-a-half-point favorite. I think they win that game because the Bears are bad. And then they go into Green Bay. At that point, horrible game because I think the Packers will clinch the division by then. They'll bench their starters. That's indicative of if they bench their starters. If there's something to play for, Lions might win that game. Mm-hmm. If there's not, Lions have a chance. Um, so, what's our record at? Were you keeping track? No, it was not. Oh, Noel. Jeez. I know. I have one job. Okay, we were uh, four and five at the Bears. So, Giants were a loss. Bills were lost. So, four, four, six. Bills lost four, seven. Jaguars, you said that was a win, right? So, yes. five, seven. Vikings is was that one that one was the toss up. So where am I putting that? That's a win. We're gonna chalk okay. that up as a win. So we're at six seven. Okay. Yeah. Lions at Jets. Lions win that game. Okay, so we're at sevens, and then Panthers were at Panthers. They lost. Sorry. Panthers. They were lost. Okay. No, it's fine. Yeah. So we're at seven eight. Uh, Bears again was the a win. I think they sweep the Bears. A win. Okay, so Bears that's eight, bad. and then Packers. Lot Packers is a toss up again. So we'll Packers is a toss up. Random. I think that's a win though because I think the Packers will have the division. Okay, up. so we ended with nine eight. So we ended with nine eight. There are at least two other games in that schedule that I think could go either way. Great. If they somehow Do you think there's pick... any ties. <laughs> sure, maybe. I, well, I mean, I, the way last year went. I think they. This is a very easy schedule. Yes. This is a very easy schedule. I think they could sweep New York, okay. the Giants, and the Jets. I think they could beat Miami at home. If they do that, the Lions could be a playoff. They could be. I don't think that that's going to happen. At all. I'm just saying. There is a remote, teeny tiny possibility out there. Yes. And it's solely because they're building that foundation. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the schedule is probably the easiest in the NFL. By far. Right. Right. So, that's what you have. Nine and eight, slam dunk. If they somehow make the playoffs, make Dan Campbell the mayor of Detroit. <laughs> that, that quick of a turnaround with that roster, <laughs> heck, run for president. Good Lord. He could fix the country. <laughs> Do we want Dan Campbell as our president, though? Do we? I don't know. Uh-huh. Anyways, that's what, my, what this podcast is about. We're a Detroit sports area podcast. Did you have anything more on the Lions or did you want to jump somewhere else? No, because we're at 40 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Going to cut off there. Sounds good. Um, There really isn't any updates for the Pistons. They're, you know, deep in the offseason. I I just wish there was more to talk about for the Pistons or maybe we're just not looking closely enough. Um, But like, I feel like the, like, 
the NBA offseason is so weird because then you get the you get the summer league, so you get your draft mm-hmm. picks almost immediately playing in in a Pistons uniform or in your team's uniform, mm-hmm. and they don't hear anything right. about anything until like pre-season. I guess training, yeah preseason training camp, training camp, I, guess. I guess I don't know. So like you just all you hear is like the hype build up, like the merch. Uh, oh, the Pistons have the teal, and then like, oh, Jaden Ivey was seen practicing with freaking Russell Westbrook and Steph Curry, and then all of a sudden, snap, we're good to go. Right, right. So that's a bummer, but I mean, that's I guess just the nature of the NBA. Yeah, our Pistons update for this week is that Corey and I got Pistons merch. Yeah, that's that's our update, and it looks good. It does. Looks very um, good. For the Red Wings, did you want to talk about Larkin's contract at all? Uh, yeah, we can touch on that. Uh, and his lack of extension. There's not an extension. He's got one more year on his mm-hmm. uh, on his deal. Um, right. Lots of people would like Larkin's contract to be settled before the season starts. Um, yes. I'm not concerned. It, this is one of those things where it's, and Noel and I were talking before we started recording. This is one of those things where Larkin doesn't want to go anywhere. Eisenman doesn't want him to go anywhere. A deal will be made at some point. Mm-hmm. And so everybody is speculating and freaking out. Oh, he changed his agent. Oh, is he not happy in Detroit? Is he not happy with the money? Hogwash. Don't worry about that. Don't look into it. The yeah. reason I was so excited about Eisenman coming here, outside of everything else that came with that, Eisenman was masterful at the cap. He was mm-hmm. an absolute genius. I'm not saying Larkin is at the same level as Stamkos. He is not, but he's still he's an elite NHL center. I will say that confidently because I think right. you can you can you can look at the level of play that he has made with little talent around him compared to his peers and he has been he's been a very productive player mm-hmm. that being said larker or uh Eisenman got uh steven stamkos to sign a relatively team-friendly deal uh he got at before they won their stanley cups i might add he got victor hedman to sign a somewhat team-friendly deal he made a ton of money but still it was under he wasn't at the time of his contract and after he signed his contract, he wasn't the highest paid defenseman in the league. So mm-hmm. he cut a deal to stay with the team to keep it competitive. So I think there's this, I would hope that there's this general understanding that, hey, we want to give you your money, what you deserve, but mm-hmm. we want you to help us out here so we can keep this team competitive. And I think that's what eventually is going to happen. We were all concerned about what was going to happen with Zadina. This is a different story. I get that. But Zadina got his money, his deal, his deal done mm-hmm. for the next two seasons. Larkin is going to get his deal done. We don't need to worry about this. This is a non-story because he's the captain of this team. I, I would be, I would be shocked to see Larkin play for another team at the end of this contract. This current yeah. one, I'd be shocked. I would agree. I would agree. And even on that Zadina contract, like that was a good contract. It was, it's a three year and I think it was 1.6, something like that. Mm-hmm. I can't remember, but like somewhere in the 1 millions uh, per year. And so it's a, it's, it is a keeps Philip Zadina employed contract, but also 
if some team needs a winger who can just kind of plug in with another good with a good center and another line mate, he's an easy trade. Mm-hmm. That is an easy, easily tradable contract. So like I don't I'm not saying that that's what Eiserman is planning for, but I think that that is a little like asterisk caveat to that contract, probably in his notes somewhere. Like mm-hmm. it is uh, just another example of Steve being very good at his job. Mm-hmm. I'm not. We don't. Steve Eiserman is the last GM in this town that we need to be worried about. Correct. He's the last GM in this town. I'm just excited to actually see what he can do with a roster that looks a little bit more like his. Mm-hmm. Side note to end this conversation with the Red Wings. I'm sad because Sam Gagne signed with Winnipeg. I know. I'm sorry, bud. Your dad's gone. <sighs> so stupid. I hate it. Regardless, he'll be happy. He'll play and he'll be good. But he'll but be- now here, I guess you can look at it this way. You can get a Sam Gagne Jets jersey. I like the way that you think. I like the cut of your jib. I just know that's, you really well. <laughs> that's, a, that's a sailor's term. All right. Um, <laughs> Corey makes depression noises. The bane of my existence. I, I like... We got to talk about the sorry tigers. We do. And let's... Let me just say something really quick. The group chat every once in a while has these pockets of time when we use voice memos to communicate with each other. Um, usually it's when we're having some sort of like really big discussion and or just are driving. Like there's two ends of the spectrum. When Corey starts a conversation with the voice memo, I don't even need to know the context. I know for a fact that it is going to be about the Tigers. I don't need to know anything else that it's just, if it comes out of the blue and it's a, about a minute and 10 seconds, Corey's talking about the Tigers. We got one of those this week when they were playing. Who were they playing? <laughs> I don't even remember. I was they're not paying attention. The, they're playing the Royals. Uh, uh, the Royals. A... Yes. Only a sicko would be watching this game <laughs> this deep into the season. That's what I that's what I said in the voice. I mean, just an absolute. Let me absolute... see if I have it. Let me go play. I'm gonna see if I can find it and play it. It's... Hold on. Okay. It, how, how long am I waiting here for my explanation of of why I was I watching? It. Okay, you gonna play it? Yep. Okay. Oh, I gotta turn the volume up. There we go. Of things nobody cared about or asked for today, I have to give a voice memo. So, long story short, I'm watching the Tigers right now because college football is not on Sundays and the NFL hasn't started, uh, and because I'm a sick, twisted individual. Um, but uh, the there's this rivalry between Amir Garrett and Javier Baez. And then you just kind of talk about, but the sicko part is what I wanted to get to. So you just kind of talk about that rivalry. Anyways, continue your explanation. So why do people watch a baseball team that is 30 games below 500 in September? There's a few reasons. One, there's nothing else on to watch. Two, you look for storylines. So I, both of those things were true. All of the yeah. above. So I'm watching this game. I literally took a nap during it because of just this, like how how great it is to watch the Tigers right now. And I see that Amir Garrett is coming in to pitch, and I'm like, oh, cool. But it's the bottom of the lineup, so I'm like, okay, there's no chance that he faces Baez because literally, like they faced each other, nothing happened, and yet they were still yelling at each other earlier in the year at Comerica Park. Um, he gets on, 
or he gets the first out of the inning. I don't even remember. Um, but then gives up a base hit. Gives up, uh, I think he strikes out whoever was up next. I think, no, Willie Castro flew out. And then he hits Victor Reyes, who's the leadoff man. So then there's runners at first and second. And Javier Baez is batting second in the game. So I'm like, oh, yes, I'm going to see an Amir Garrett-Javier Baez matchup. Mike Matheny immediately comes out of the Royals' dugout, and he he makes the pitching change. And I'm like, no! <laughs> this is the only thing that I should be watching this game for. And you took it away from us. Turns out it was very smart. They got Javier Baez to pop out on a slider on the outside corner, if you can believe it or not. Um, but just that's that's I'm begging for something entertaining to watch for this team, and it's so sad. Like like I like Hinch. Honestly, I kind of even like Baez because he's just an absolute just head case half the time, and he just does things that are like why do you, why are you jawing with the fans in Chicago when you're down 10-1 to 1 in the game. Like, why are you doing that? But you kind of love it a little bit because it's like he, the guy's insane. Um, and when he's on, he's a very exciting player. Besides the point, why are we watching this team right now? There's really not a whole lot going on. You watch for Matt Manning. You watch to see if he can, if he can do well. Um, you are now into the end of the season where you have the September call-ups. You have some guys making their major league debuts. Kerry uh, Carpenter is still up, and he's eh. That's kind of what we expected. Uh, mm-hmm. Ryan Credler just got called up the other day. Uh, I think he got his uh, first major league hit a couple days ago. Um, jury's still out, but he was kind of tearing it up before he got called up this year and got hurt. Uh, Spencer Torkelson will be here for the rest of the year. I would like to see how he faces some major league level pitching without the when the games don't mean anything. So it's like just like a step below. Can he do it? Can he hang? That will be something to watch because Cabrera is on the on the IL again. Um, they're hoping it's not a season ending, but it could be. You never know. Um, but like you've gotten to the point. Where if your baseball team is bad, it's such a long season to where it's like sometimes these games aren't even entertaining anymore. It's like you lose a weekend series in September to the Royals when you're 30 games under 500. How, that's a, you need to win that game. You need to win those series at home if you want to make strides. I don't even know, I don't even know what to say. I, I really don't I really don't even know what to say about the team. Like not because it's like like I'm so mad. Like I can't even be mad. They're just bad. Mm-hmm. They're just bad right now. And everything went wrong for them. Tucker Barnhart hit his first home run as a tiger this weekend in a ten to two loss against the Royals. He's throwing out Willie Castro out there. Harold Castro is unironically the best hitter in the lineup right now. That's so sad. That's so, so sad. And, oh, and I guess big news, too. Uh, Austin Meadows is shut down for the rest of the year, but he opened up about some mental health stuff. So it's like, like, A, like, 
you you do you, big man. Get get your head right. There's no shame in that. But like something else, just it, it, everything that you could think of. There was a divorce that took a, your your star free agent away from the team for like the majority of the year. One of your one of your pitchers who you signed just got DFA. Michael Pineda got DFA today or, or the other day. Like it, like mm-hmm. everything. I, I don't think I've. I would have to look and see. Literally every single thing the Detroit Tigers did this year, every single move that they made went wrong. On top of that, everybody underperformed. That just doesn't happen. That's just horrible, horrible luck. Just, I don't even know. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Mm -hmm. Just, 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 wow. And then they'll do something stupid like, like, tee off on Shohei Otani and win a, win a series against the Angels. A series that right. they definitely should. And then they go and lose to, to, the, to the Royals, who I, I don't think... Can you name me a player on the Royals right now, Noel? Nope. Okay, there you go. Not one. Can, I don't even think I can name a starting pitcher on the Royals. Oh, no, that's not true. I can do that, but... Do it. Uh, they've got Brady Singer, okay. Chris Bubik, is his name. Okay. Uh, just. So I think what we need to do to save Corey's sanity is to start talking about the future in the middle of the season. What's because... the future to talk about? Okay, here, here's your future. What? No, no, your... I didn't mean now. <laughs> we have like seven minutes left. <laughs> here's your future. Riley Green, I think he had a 13 game hitting streak. Might have been 14. Yeah. That's cool. I think he can. I think he's a chance to continue that tonight. Riley Green, that's the one thing that's gone right. Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you, Riley Green, for being a major league caliber player. Thank you for being and making the good plays in the outfield for the plays that you should make in the outfield. Thank you for producing mm-hmm. for that. For you simply doing your job, we salute you. Everybody else. Bubkiss. <laughs> Bubkiss. Everybody else. Oh man. Just I don't even I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't even know what to do. You want some other baseball news? I'll give you some other baseball news to tie this up. Sure. Playoffs are gonna be a ton of fun. It's looking like the, the Chaos Emeralds in Seattle are gonna make it for the first time in twenty years, which Woo-hoo! would which would mean I think that the next longest playoff drought would be the Tigers after that and the Angels. Tigers and the Angels, they would be tied. Um, two exciting home run cha- chases. Number one, Pujols to 700. He's got 28 games to hit five more home runs. The only problem is he only faces lefties. So, so it, it's going to be an uphill battle. Um, but it's not impossible. Correct. He is two home runs away from passing Alex Rodriguez on the all-time home run list, um, okay. which would put him uh, fourth overall in home runs in Major League history. So that's, 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 pretty, exciting. that's, that's pretty neat. And we hate A-Rod, so cool. Um, <laughs> 
Number two, Aaron Judge is a man possessed. He has 54 home runs, which is probably as many home runs as the Tigers have as a team. Um, probably more. Let me go look. Actually, I think he's got 28 less home runs. But besides the point, um, he is on a pace to break the American League record, single-season record, which is also held by Yankee and Roger Maris with 61. So he's got a he's got a good chance to break that record as well. If you had to pick which one you would want to see, Noel, which would you pick and why? Um I think I would pick Oh man, I don't know because they're both exciting for different reasons. Like mm-hmm. getting a new number 4 overall is a lot of fun. Like that's yep. Pretty big and historic. Um, but Aaron Judge just being a complete monster this season is also really fun to watch. So I don't know. You got to pick one. I think I think my gut is leaning towards Aaron Judge. I don't know why, but I feel like okay. that's that I feel like I would enjoy watching that more for whatever reason. Okay, cool. I'm picking Albert Pujols. Okay. Hands down. Okay. Be- solely, not, not even like out of the Yankee, like I hate the Yankees thing. Solely because no, no. I don't I don't think we will ever see somebody hit 700 home runs ever again. Okay, I so guess that's very, fair. At the very least, I would like him to pass a Rod. I think he I think he will pass a Rod. Five home runs in 28 games when you are not playing every day that is a tall, mm-hmm. tall task. Yeah. Um, I just I just don't know if it's possible, but. I think I've, I keep seeing things. He's going to end at six ninety nine, and if he does, oh, that's going to be tough. Oh, no. That is going to be tough. And then, but if he does it, uh, I think the only players that would have hit seven hundred home runs would have been Babe Ruth, mm-hmm. Hank Aaron, and mm-hmm. Barry Bonds. So to add Albert Pujols to that list, I think would be really, really cool. Yeah, that would be cool. Alrighty. Are you all set? I, I'm all set. I can't talk about the Tigers or baseball anymore. It's just going to make me sad. Okay. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to the CNC replay. Uh, we will hopefully see you next week. Share this episode with a friend. Rare is five stars when whatever you listen to it on. Uh, we appreciate you all being here. We love doing this, so we're going to keep doing it. Um, but hope you guys have a great week. Bye. Bye. We love it. Dun, dun, dun. Hey everybody, this is Noelle. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the CNC Replay. Please subscribe and rate us five stars as it really helps us out. And give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at CNC Sports Pod. We'll see you next week.